Hey guys, welcome to the Bitcoin Fortress podcast, helping you increase your financial freedom. This is episode 76, recorded here on August 6, 2023. This is this podcast is for entertainment only and is not investing advice. So, as I always ask, please do your own homework. All right, well, we got a lot to cover this week. Uh, so we'll just jump right in with the market update. Stocks closed lower Friday to cap a volatile week that finished with losses after Fitch downgraded its U.S. credit rating below the top AAA level, which launched U.S. Treasury yields on a wild ride. The 10-year Treasury yield swung nearly 13 basis points lower to end the week at 4.06% after briefly climbing to about 4.2% earlier. Friday marked the final day of the busiest week in the second quarter earnings season, with Amazon jumping more than 8% to its highest in nearly a year following a strong beat and raise, while Apple fell nearly 5% after reporting lower revenue than the year earlier quarter. During the week, the market shrugged off a ratings cut for U.S. sovereign debt, so we expect it will survive a muted outlook from Apple too. our house view on each of the indices suggests a little more downside in the near term before another push-up towards all-time highs later in the year. Alex King from Sestrian Capital Research uh, is quoted as saying that. For the week, the Dow dropped 1.1%, the S&P slipped 2.3%, and the NASDAQ tumbled 2.8%. Looking ahead to next week, the pace of earnings slows down in the week ahead, although powerhouse reports and potentially sector-rattling updates are due from Skyworks Solutions, United Parcel Service, Disney, and Alibaba. So far, just under 80% of S&P 500 firms have beaten Q2 consensus EPS estimates, while only 59% of firms have beaten revenue expectations. That current percentage of revenue beats is the lowest level in three years. The economic calendar features fresh updates on inflation with the July Consumer Price Index report due out on August 10th and the Producer Price Index report set to be released on August 11th. The bond market could also be in the spotlight next week with the auctions of three and 10-year notes and 30-year bonds going off at higher amounts than originally forecast and yields generally on the rise. Wayfair and Kellogg hold key investor events while the DEFCON Hacker Convention will give AI systems a serious test on vulnerabilities. All right, moving into the Bitcoin news. And uh, actually, I'm going to first talk about a shitcoin scam. Um, don't usually like to do this, but a friend of mine brought this up to me and I did a little research on it. And sure enough, too good to be true. So um, this article is from Avast. Uh, uh, this was posted on, uh, uh, let's see, uh, very recently, um, fake Elon Musk Tesla coin cryptocurrency investment scam costs victims at least $250. Uh, Avast is, pro, is actively protecting its users from the campaign and has protected more than 10,000 users from the scam in August. A crypto investment scam 
is circulating on Facebook and in people's inboxes across Europe, Canada, and Australia. The scam encourages people to pay to create an account and invest in into a fraudulent crypto investment platform. There are two ways the campaign reaches potential victims through Facebook ads and email. Ultimately, victims can end up losing at least $250. Avast is actively protecting its users from the campaign and has protected more than 10,000 users from the scam in August. The countries we have protected the most users from is Czech Republic, followed by Hungary, Greece, Poland, Romania, Turkey, Switzerland, Slovakia, Italy, Canada, and Australia. Let's take a closer look at the two attack vectors utilized by the scam. Uh, the Facebook ads used in this threat redirect potential victims to a site designed to look like a local news site depending on where the victim is accessing the site from. The article displayed on the site describes a cryptocurrency platform launched by Tesla known as TeslaCoin. Localized versions of the article refer to these as Bitty Codes or Bitcode Prime to help families get rich. At the bottom of the page is a web form requesting site visitors to enter their name, email address, and phone number in order to register for the platform. The victim receives an email from a bot sparking a conversation in the victim's language. In other cases, emails are sent directly to potential victims promising to earn investors $600 with an initial deposit of $100. A PDF is attached to the emails with messages either promoting Elon Musk's fake investment platform or including an invite to an unspecified community that includes a photo of Melinda and Bill Gates on the advertisement. These PDFs link to the news sites described above. Uh, there are a number of ways that bots try to convince people to invest in the scam. After a brief example exchange, the bot sends a link to a payment gateway and asks the victim to transfer $250 in order to activate their trading account. Another scenario involves the bot emailing a potential victims with steps to log in to a cryptocurrency broker page. And after a few more emails, the bot links a, sends a link to a payment gateway asking the victim for a $250 initial investment. We've also seen the bots proactively email potential victims promising them earnings upwards of $600 a day if they pay an initial fee of $100. The campaign is active during the Central European time zones working hours between 7 a.m. and 5 p.m. Central, Central European time, which leads us to suspect the people behind the campaign are located in Europe. The sites used in this campaign can detect if a VPN is being used to access the site, and, and if so, they display content from an eShop. The eShop doesn't work. Site visitors can browse products, but they can't add them to their cart or make purchases. This is done to hide the scam page from unwanted access and as an attempt to evade phishing hunters and security software. And they include on here some suggestions on how to protect yourself, use an antivirus, carefully check URLs, and be wary of offers that seem too good to be true. Always good advice. So, uh, yes, this is a total scam. It's, it's not even a shitcoin. It's just a scam. Uh, and then uh, next, uh, I, I found an article on Yahoo Finance, and I think this may have come out in response to the this scam. Um, uh, and it's entitled Elon Musk, we will never will launch a Twitter or X crypto token. After years of rampant speculation and frantic tea leaf reading by cryptocurrency fans and Dogecoin fans, in particular tech billionaire Elon Musk, coldly put to rest any prospects of Twitter or X launching its own crypto token. 
The news came not in a formal announcement or even a Twitter post, but in a reply to another user. Elon Musk and X never launched a crypto token, warned user at Doge Designer, who has 240,000 followers and several past interactions with both Musk and now CEO of X, Linda Yaccarino. The tweet included an image of news articles, headlines, falsely claiming that it had. Musk replied with a stern one-liner, and we never, and we never will. Despite this clear-cut rejection of a Twitter-led cryptocurrency coming in the middle of a major rebranding effort, it is not an outright denouncement of cryptocurrency support or related features in the future X Everything app, and most previous history with digital assets might also leave room for doubt. Elon is well known for his fanaticism for Dogecoin, a meme coin that was spawned as a joke for the crypto community to stop taking itself so seriously. The self-proclaimed Doge father drew widespread attention last year when he bought Twitter for $44 billion and not long after swapped the iconic Bluebird logo for an image of the Shiba Inu dog that characterizes Dogecoin, causing the token to soar by 20% and the billionaire to earn himself a $258 billion lawsuit for alleged insider trading and racketeering. Indeed, he has sent the crypto community plenty of mixed signals over the years. In 2021, Doge developers exclusively told Decrypt they were working with Musk for years to make a cheaper, greener alternative to Bitcoin. And earlier this year, news surfaced that the company was working on a product that would would support crypto payments, although there wasn't much information on which token would be used. While crypto fanatics can probably rule out a Twitter coin or X coin for now, the door is not fully closed to cryptocurrency in Musk's next act. And uh, so uh, I would say uh, don't shitcoin, just Bitcoin. Next up we have, uh, this is from Bitcoin.com. This is uh, more like economic uh, forecast news. Uh, This was posted, I think, today. J.P. Morgan economists discard prior recession prediction foresee U.S. economic resilience. Uh, So now J.P. Morgan's throw their hat in the ring saying, uh, you know, that the economy is just going to keep plugging along. Echoing Bank of America's revision of its economic outlook, J.P. Morgan's team of economists have likewise set aside their earlier recession projections. The top-ranking bank in the nation initially forecasted a downturn for 2023. However, their principal U.S. economist, Michael Ferroli, now holds a more optimistic view than the U.S. that the U.S. can successfully dodge a full-scale recession. While a recession is no longer our modal scenario, risk of a downturn is still very elevated, Ferroli wrote on Friday. One way this risk could materialize is if the Fed is not done hiking rates. Another way in which recession risk could materialize is if the normal lagged effects of the tightening already delivered kick in. Ferroli, alongside his cohort of economists at J.P. Morgan, now foresees an economic resurgence in 2023, followed by a period of modest subpar growth in the subsequent year. This projection defies the widespread dissenting opinion that a recession or even a depression within the U.S. is inevitable. Daniel DiMartino Booth, the CEO and chief strategist at QI Research, argues that the repercussions of the Federal Reserve's interest rate increments and quantitative tightening have yet to fully manifest in the U.S. banking industry. Moreover, J.P. Morgan's perspective comes on the heels of Fitch Ratings' decision 
to lower the credit rating of the United States. Unfazed by Fitch's downgrade, J.P. Morgan's chief, Jamie Dimon, dismissed the move as, quote, ridiculous in an interview. Speaking to CNBC, Dimon downplayed the significance of the downgrade, saying it doesn't really matter that much and emphasized that the United States remains the most prosperous nation on the planet and the most secure nation on the planet. Diamond and his team at J.P. Morgan perceive a budding growth in the U.S. economy, prompting their economists to doubt their previous forecasts. Given this growth, we doubt the economy will quickly lose enough momentum to slip into a mild contraction as early as next quarter, as we had previously projected, Furley concluded in his missive to investors last Friday. So it looks like slowly the consensus is that the economy is just going to keep rolling on. Um, despite the high interest rates and despite all the conflicting leading indicators indicating that things are not right. Um, so I guess we'll see. Moving ahead, uh, this next article is from Decrypt and it was posted on uh, August 5th. Articles entitled KPMG Bitcoin Report marks, quote, a milestone the Bitcoin ecosystem should celebrate according to an analyst. Bitcoiners rejoiced this week when KPMG, one of the big four worldwide accounting firms, published a report that underscored how the protocol can contribute in a positive manner to the three pillars of the ESG investing framework, environmental, social, and governance. KPMG's research is pivotal, says CH4 Capital co-founder and renowned ESG analyst Daniel Batten. No matter what your view on ESG, demonstrating how Bitcoin makes positive contributions to environment, social, and governance initiatives is critical to both mainstream and institutional comfort, he told Decrypt. According to Batten, the KPMG report titled, Bitcoin's role in the ESG imperative is an important moment because it represents for the first time a mainstream financial institution having gone through a thorough due diligence process on Bitcoin. The report documents a deep dive in the framework's three pillars, beginning with the environmental aspect of Bitcoin mining, the energy-intensive and controversial process through which new Bitcoin is created. KPMG says the mining industry is focused on driving towards net zero emissions. KPMG showcases how Bitcoin emissions compare to other key worldwide industries such as tourism and fashion, elucidating it is a mere fraction. The publication outlines several strategies toward reducing the network's carbon footprint, including, including using renewable energy and recycled heat, among others. Batten, an expert on ESG matters, explained to Decrypt that he is surprised by the thoroughness of the report. It's usual for reports to let certain folklore slip through the due diligence process, such as, but Bitcoin takes renewable energy away from other users, he said praising the KPMG team for the quality of their research and publishing what he considers to be non-obvious truths. The social aspect of the report touches upon the hotly debated Bitcoin is for criminals narrative, pointing to a recent chain analysis report. U.S. Senator Elizabeth Warren has repeatedly asserted that cryptocurrency is a favored tool of criminals fueling societal ills like the fentanyl epidemic. That's ridiculous. Uh, KPMG countered these claims with the opportunities the protocol presents for financial inclusion, such as crowdfunding Ukraine's efforts in its war with Russia, providing access to electricity in Africa, and the role it plays for minorities around the world. Last but not least, KPMG addresses the government governance aspect of Bitcoin and the decentralized aspect of the network specifically, 
which it writes as one of its most prominent features. The report acknowledges that the network's rules cannot be changed or modified by those in power, pointing to a robust governance structure that provides a high degree of confidence in the overall system. The report concludes that Bitcoin provides a number of positive benefits under an ESG investing framework and ends with a series of questions for ecosystem players, prompting users, miners, and other organizations to assess their relationship to the ecosystem. I think it's an important report and a milestone the ecosystem should celebrate. Batten tells Decrypt, he remarked that it's important people read reports put out by Bitcoin opponents, although Batten reckons there's still much work to be done with several mainstream news channels continuing to publish misinformation about Bitcoin with impunity. He concluded, however, that this will improve education and help the intellectually curious person to form an informed viewpoint on the utility of Bitcoin. And while I'm not a huge fan of ESG, and I think it's mostly been weaponized to um, to the detriment of uh, of a lot of people and uh, companies um, throughout the world, um, I do think that uh, this type of you know uh, independent research uh, that's objective, um, you know, is positive for for Bitcoin adoption, positive for people's understanding of it, and again. You know, you have to do your own research and come to your own conclusions when it comes to Bitcoin. Uh, next up is an interesting article out of the uh, Associated Press on El Salvador. El Salvador says, uh, who we all know has adopted Bitcoin as legal tender uh, and um, was getting a lot of heat for that and a lot of pressure from uh, you know, the IMF. Uh, you know, hey, you need to like turn, you know, undo that. You, you shouldn't have done that. And um, a lot of criticism about their uh, their finances and their ability to continue to sustain their country, et cetera, et cetera. And so uh, this article, uh, El Salvador says it paid maturing $800 million bond. El Salvador has repaid one of two outstanding $800 million bonds. The country's treasury minister announced pushing back worries the government could default amid its decision to make the volatile cryptocurrency Bitcoin legal tender. Treasury Minister Alejandro Zelaya tweeted on Monday night that the government had completed its payment on a bond that was due to mature this week. El Salvador meets its debt obligations, he wrote. The government still owes $367 million plus interest on an $800 million bond maturing in January 2025. Concerns had grown that the government would default on this year's debt as President Najib Bukele made a gamble on Bitcoin, making El Salvador the first country to declare it legal tender. Zelaya called out the doubters in a tweet announcing that the 2023 bond had been paid off. The Treasury Minister said his office paid back $196 million of the debt last year through the partial buyback of the bond maturing this week. The debt was issued by previous administrations in 1999 and 2004. Earlier this month, El Salvador reached a deal with the Central American Bank for economic integration for a $350 million loan. It wasn't clear if that loan helped the government pay off the bond. In a January 5th statement, the bank said... Uh, it was to strengthen the administration of government revenues and expenses through measures to reduce the tax gap and increase tax collection, as well as reduce smuggling and tax evasion. 
in January of last year, the International Monetary Fund asked the government to reverse its decision to make a Bitcoin legal tender. Bukele refused, and the government has invested more than $106 million into the cryptocurrency whose value plunged last year. Uh, so anyway, uh, El Salvador continues to uh, move forward, which is great news. Uh, next up, this is from The Block. This was posted on August 4th. Articles entitled, Tether is now the 11th largest Bitcoin holder in the world. Uh, Stablecoin issuer Tether has become the 11th largest Bitcoin holder in the world in a move that will spark intrigue and speculation about its ability to impact the market. While Tether hasn't officially disclosed its Bitcoin addresses, Tom Wan, a research analyst at 21.co, said he discovered an address that potentially belongs to Tether that currently holds about 55,022 Bitcoins worth around $1.6 billion. A source with direct knowledge of the matter confirmed to the block that Tether is the 11th largest Bitcoin holder. The rankings are also maintained on Dune Analytics by 21.co. Tether declined to comment. The value of holdings matches with the total Bitcoin mentioned in Tether's second quarter reserves report published earlier this week. The company first revealed its Bitcoin holdings in the first quarter of this year when it said it will invest up to 15% of its profits in Bitcoin on a regular basis as it shifts its reserves toward crypto and away from U.S. government debt. The company said at the time that it anticipates that the current and future Bitcoin holdings and its reserves will not exceed the shareholder capital cushion and will further strengthen and diversify the reserves. While Bitcoin has been one of the best performing assets in the last decade, overexposure to the cryptocurrency could pose risk given its highly volatile nature, research analysts said. According to Tether's statement, their Bitcoin holding is part of the shareholder capital cushion, a liquidity cushion on top of the current market cap of all Tether's tokens. Being a high beta asset, Bitcoin could bring a higher return for Tether and a greater downside, 21.co's Juan told the block. A less volatile asset like cash is a safer option as a liquidity cushion, according to Juan. Tether's Bitcoin holding accounts for 1.67 billion, 50% of the liquidity cushion. Given that only 85% of Tether's reserve is in cash and cash equivalents and other short-term deposits, if there is a price drawdown for their other reserve assets, a less volatile liquidity cushion would favor their position, he said. Mikolaj Zakrowski, research analyst at CryptoQuant, shared a similar view. In a broader context, the increase in Tether's Bitcoin holdings isn't necessarily a major concern, as Tether also possesses a significant amount of U.S. treasuries and the other and other dollar-denominated assets, Zakrowski told the block. However, the key issue is that it contributes to compounding risk as it introduces additional volatility to the value of the company's total reserves that back up the stablecoin. Moreover, since Tether serves as a foundational pillar for the crypto market, any unfavorable events affecting Tether could potentially have a detrimental impact on the price of Bitcoin and the entire cryptocurrency market, according to Zach Krauske. Tether has been criticized for not publishing proper audits of its reserves as it only publishes attestation reports. Earlier this week, Binance co-founder and CEO Cheng Peng Zhao calls Tether a, quote, black box 
in an Ask Me Anything session because it doesn't publish formal audit reports. Tether CTO Paolo Arduino has previously said that no stablecoin has a formal audit, only attestations. Last week, Binance partnered with Hong Kong-based First Digital Labs, or FD121, and listed its first digital USD stablecoin and offered free trading for select FDUSD pairs. Binance doesn't offer free trading for Tether's USDT pairs. Earlier today, Arduino appeared to take aim at Binance's partnership with First Digital. Isn't it interesting that USDT is being pressured down slightly within 10 bips just to push market makers to react? And USDC, the main competitor that you would expect being gaining from the situation, is redeemed heavily nevertheless, while suddenly a competitor born two days ago is getting it all. Exactly. It feels definitely organic and not manipulative at all, he tweeted. Some people never learn. Uh, so, um, again, an interesting development here with uh, Tether. Um, and apparently they're doing really well because they essentially people put cash into Tether uh, and they get no, um, you know, really no return on the cash. They just get Tether. And then they take the cash that's coming in and they invest in, you know, short-term U.S. treasuries that are earning 5%. So apparently this company, I was reading another article that said that they're, they're um, generating almost the same amount of profit as Goldman Sachs with, you know, a fraction of the employees. So it's kind of an interesting, like, new financial company. Um, and, of course, you know, um, I think, you know, having part of their treasury in Bitcoin makes a lot of sense. Um, why would they want to hold dollars? I mean, those are just going to devalue. Um, but they do have to ensure that the market feels confident that the peg is going to hold and that, that you know, it's always going to be $1 equals one, you know, to tether. So, they're kind of playing around in in the the fiat. They're kind of a bridge between fiat and crypto. And a lot of people use Tether to, you know, uh, when they want to sell their Bitcoin, they convert it into Tether, and then they use Tether to buy Bitcoin. So it serves a function in the crypto ecosystem. Um, but, you know, um, it'll just be interesting to see how these things unfold in, in the future and if, if stable coins end up becoming um, pulled under the uh, the banking system in the U.S. and whether Tether, Tether can continue to operate in the U.S., you know, and all that, because there's obviously a lot of congressional legislation going on right now to rein in the, uh, the shit coins and, um, you know, I'm sure some of that will affect Bitcoin. And then, you know, obviously the, the I think number one on their list is the uh, stable coins because they don't really control that at all. Um, so we will continue to watch that one. Um, next article is from Cointelegraph. This was uh, posted on August 5th. Um, thought this was kind of an interesting one, why it's good to be a hodler. Articles entitled BTC HODLers Outperformed Crypto Funds by 69% in the First Half, According to 21E6 Capital. Um, so according to 21E6 Capital AG, crypto funds generally outperform the price gains of Bitcoin in previous bull runs. 
but they ultimately suffered this year from having too much cash on hand and playing it safe. The classic buy and hold or hodl approach to Bitcoin outperformed <clears throat> most crypto funds by 68.8% in the first half of 2023. According to data from Switzerland-based investment advisor 21E6 Capital AG, on average, crypto funds generated returns of 15.2% in the first half of 2023, but Bitcoin saw gains of around 84%. In the report, 21E6 Capital AG's head of marketing, Maximilian Bruckner, outlined that crypto funds have been frequently able to significantly outperform Bitcoin in previous bull runs. Bruckner attributed much of the underwhelming performance of crypto funds in 2023 to the challenging market conditions and the significant amount of cash they had on hand in late 2022. Following the implosion of FTX and other crypto projects in 2022, the report suggested that many crypto funds opted to take risk off the table and develop cash buffers, therefore missing out on significant Bitcoin price rally in the first half of 2023. Uh, and this is a direct quote, funds with large cash positions will underperform Bitcoin in a bull market unless the fund's assets perform significantly better than Bitcoin. Due to the general sentiment left behind by the end of 2022, many funds had larger than normal cash positions. Furthermore, most major altcoins also underperformed Bitcoin, a tough environment for funds, the report adds. At the time of writing, Bitcoin is priced at roughly 29000 and it continues to struggle to hold above the 30000 level, which has been briefly surpassed on a couple of occasions in 2023. Despite this, the current prices mark a 75% price gain for the assets since January 1st, as per CoinGecko data. Uh, this is another quote, all crypto fund strategies achieved positive results this year, but relative to Bitcoin, they underperformed, especially those with significant exposure to altcoins, to futures, or those strongly dependent on momentum signals. Going forward, we're keeping a close eye on which exchanges will establish themselves as leading futures providers. Furthermore, the level of the funding rates in crypto futures markets and the ability of quantitative funds to capture trends will be areas of focus. When we observe the markets, the report adds. Ultimately, the report highlighted that investor sentiment has slightly improved over first half 2023, suggesting that some funds may soon start piling in more cash into the crypto sector. However, it did note that current data relating to inflows and outflows indicate a full recovery of sentiment has not yet taken place. Uh, so stay humble, stack SaaS. Don't buy shit coins. And don't give your money to other people to invest. That's just not a good idea. All right. And next up is from Decrypt. I uh, thought this was also kind of an interesting one. Uh, this was posted on August 2nd. Coinbase mulling best ways to integrate Lightning Network for Bitcoin. Lightning Network, the popular layer two scaling solution for Bitcoin, is set to come to Coinbase. CEO Brian Armstrong said late on Tuesday. Armstrong's comments came in response to Jack Dorsey co-founder of financial services company Block Inc., who asked why the crypto exchange continues to ignore Bitcoin and Lightning. We are looking into how best how to best add Lightning. It's non-trivial, but I think it's worth doing. I'm all for payments taking off in Bitcoin, wrote Armstrong. The Lightning Network was designed to address the scalability issues of the Bitcoin network, enabling users to open payment channels between themselves to conduct off-chain transactions. These off-chain transactions are much faster and more cost-effective compared to traditional on-chain Bitcoin transactions. The Coinbase chief also hit back at Dorsey's claims that Coinbase turns a blind eye 
to the world's largest cryptocurrency. Not sure why you think we're ignoring Bitcoin. We've onboarded more people to Bitcoin than probably any company in the world. Let's build it together, he said. <laughs> Dorsey, a vocal Bitcoin supporter, was quick to react to Armstrong's invitation for collaboration, saying that putting more of your resources toward your original focus on Bitcoin and Layer 2 technologies would be amazing and we'd be happy to partner. This is not the first time Armstrong has hinted at integrating Lightning Network in response to users criticizing him for actively ignoring the tool. Back in April, the Coinbase CEO said that Lightning is great and something will integrate. Should the San Francisco-based crypto exchange add support, it would join the ranks of Bitstamp, Kraken, OKX, Bitfinex, and most recently Binance as the largest crypto trading platforms to have integrated the solution. Box Pay Mobile payment service Cash App is another Bitcoin-friendly solution to have added full support for Lightning Network in October last year. Coinbase didn't immediately respond to Decrypt's request for comment. Um, so anyway, um, having Coinbase adopting Lightning would be great for Lightning Network growth. Um, I'm actually planning on a blog post in the next couple weeks uh, on that particular subject on the Lightning Network, which I think is really, really important <clears throat> to um, uh, Bitcoin adoption and uh, provides, you know, the, the scale for, for small payments that are anonymous and, and um, low cost. And uh, so far, it seems to be working well and it's growing and there's a lot of development in the space, which is exciting as well. So, and finally, we have uh, Bitcoin Magazine. This article was posted on August 4th. Um, whistleblower Edward Snowden to headline the Bitcoin Amsterdam conference. The Bitcoin Amsterdam conference is thrilled to welcome renowned whistleblower and cybersecurity expert Edward Snowden to its landmark event, where he will share his insights on the intersection of digital currency, privacy, and the future of financial freedom during a 45-minute long online talk with a Q&A session. The event will take place in Westergas, Amsterdam on October 12, 13, 2023, and will bring together industry leaders, enthusiasts, and experts to discuss the future of Bitcoin, decentralization, and freedom. <clears throat> in 2013, Ed Snowden alerted the American people to the fact that the U.S. government was knowingly conducting warrantless surveillance of its own citizens, a violation of basic rights. It was a watershed moment both for government overreach as well as for the ability of individual freedom fighters and cypherpunks to push back. As Snowden announced to the world at Bitcoin 2019, Bitcoin was a key tool for his efforts to expose the on ongoing surveillance, said Brandon Green, head of events for BTC Inc. Ten years after his initial action, Snowden will talk to our community at Bitcoin Amsterdam about the ongoing fight to protect privacy for individuals, not just in the U.S., but around the world, and especially right here in Europe, and he will discuss the importance of Bitcoin in that fight, continued Green. As a prominent advocate for cybersecurity and freedom, Edward Snowden has long expressed his support for Bitcoin, stating, Bitcoin is free money. When I think about liberty, that's what it, this is all about. It's freedom from permission. He views it as an essential tool for preserving financial privacy and protecting individuals from surveillance and censorship. Snowden's endorsement of Bitcoin aligns with its core principles of decentralization, transparency, and financial sovereignty, making his appearance at the Bitcoin Amsterdam conference highly anticipated. So uh, interesting piece there, and um, I'm sure the Bitcoin Amsterdam conference will be great. Um, I'm actually going to be going to the 
Pacific Bitcoin Conference, which is in LA, uh, which I think is in October this year myself. So uh, it's a it's a good one. Small venue, um, lots of great speakers there. Met a lot of great people. So if you haven't been to a Bitcoin conference, you should go to one. Uh, and then finally, just want to mention this week's post. Uh, and again, I'll include links to everything I discuss here in the show notes, but and I'll also include a link to this week's um, blog post uh, or my newsletter on Substack entitled Becoming Resilient, A Path to Physical, Mental, and Financial Empowerment, Fix the Money, Fix the World. So check it out. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please like and leave a comment. Also, don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. Uh, And if you like Fountain and you like earning sats for listening, listen to me on Fountain. I'm there. Uh, You can also follow my Substack. It's uh, bitcoinfortress.substack.com. And you can follow me on Twitter. I'm still on Twitter. I'm still on Noster. I... I'm not on any other social medias anymore, uh, but my my handle on Twitter is at Nick Reichert. And, and there's a link to my NPUB there in my profile if you want to follow me on Noster. And I will talk to you all next week. Bye-bye.